Cincy Brewcast. It's, it's the voice of Cincy Craft, although, again, for the second week in a row, you just get to hear my voice, which is not the voice of Cincy Craft. It's just the voice of uh, it's the voice of me, so I'm sorry about that. You're not, you're not supposed to apologize. That's what all the experts tell me, and yet here I am two weeks in a row apologizing to you guys for having uh, what is not what you've come to expect from the show but i'm i'm going to make it worth worth our time we're going to sit down together we're going to talk about some stuff that is that's fun not as uh, not as ranty as it might have been last week but uh, definitely not the same type of conversation that i'd be having if i was sitting in a tap room right now not i'm sitting in the basement on a monday night after recording the weekly pint uh, recording, broadcasting, wh- whatever it is. It's a live stream, so I don't know how that works. And I'm uh, finishing up some Oktoberfest beers. Uh, I'm doing an Oktoberfest quest. If you guys don't know what that's all about, uh, do a quick uh, search in, I guess, the show feed. I don't know how you do that in whatever app you're in, but I did an episode last year and the year before where we drank all of the packaged Oktoberfest beers in Cincinnati to determine which one was my favorite Oktoberfest beer of the year, which is not fair to anybody, including myself. It's, it's very difficult to decide something is the best and the one, but I, I try to do it every year. And this year, we, uh, it's taking a lot longer than I anticipated for lots of different reasons, namely uh, some of them taking a really long time to be released, uh, but I'm getting there. And uh, this year, we, uh, uh, we're drinking, or I am right now drinking Saunders Oktoberfest and uh, Braxton's Oktoberfest. I'm not going to tell you which one won that showdown. Uh, if you want to know, you have to go jump over to YouTube and watch the episode of The Weekly Pint, where, I, where I'll tell you which one won that matchup. But it was a hard-fought battle. Uh, only one could win. <laughs> But it has me thinking about fall beer. This was originally going to be a pumpkin show this week, and uh, because of lots of different reasons, that didn't happen. But I do still want to kind of talk about fall fall beer, namely uh, pumpkin beer, Oktoberfest beer, uh, some of those things that we all love to drink this time of year. Uh, pumpkin beer specifically, because it was supposed to be the the focus of this show originally. That's where I want to start. We have all heard of pumpkin beer. Some of us love it. Some of us hate it. But you've definitely talked about it this time of year, at least with your friends. Or um, possibly you've, you've drank a whole bunch of it. It's not a new thing in craft beer. Uh, and if we want to go even further back from that, pumpkin beer has been around since the 1700s in this country. It... it, it you know, it's a pumpkins are native to the Americas, and because of that, when uh, people were were over here uh, trying to to brew beer with uh, a extreme lack of ingredients, uh, they figured out that they could use pumpkins to to make beer. The, the the actual flesh of the pumpkin, and I'm talking about not the beer from Alexandria that's called flesh of the pumpkin. I'm talking about the actual flesh of the pumpkin replaces the malt in, in these historical kind of recipes. Uh, and they, they make beer from pumpkin. 
There's a recipe, actually, that, you know, they've dated back to 1771. So at least that long ago, we were, we were drinking pumpkin beers in this country. <laughs> what? It's not what we know of currently as pumpkin beer, though. What we know currently is what the, the modern take of, of pumpkin beer uh, started in the, the 80s with Buffalo Bills Brewery out in California. Uh, and they kind of leaned more into this pumpkin pie thing, the, the pumpkin pie spices instead of actual pumpkin. Uh, here in Cincinnati, we, as far as I know, and I could be wrong on this, but uh, I'm pretty sure the first brewery that I'm aware of that cranked out pumpkin beer in this town was Rivertown back in 2010. Uh, the brewery opened in 2009, 2010, they put out their, their, their first pumpkin ale, and it uh, quickly exploded and became super, super popular to the point where um, it was their most popular product for a while there. And people people went nuts about it. People went nuts about pumpkin beer in general around that time. It just grew and grew and grew until 2016, which I call the peak of pumpkin beer in uh, in craft beer and craft beer drinking. Uh, people were drinking so much of it uh, that breweries were making a ton of it until there was too much pumpkin beer and people stopped drinking it. Uh, in 2015 and in 2016, it just sat on the shelf. You could go into any store uh, that that early, we'll say early 2017, you could walk into uh, any Kroger or any you know beer store and find discounted pumpkin beers like you wouldn't believe. Like you could buy six packs for $2 of, of pumpkin beer that was uh, just the breweries were desperate to get rid of because they had made so much of it to the point that when 2017, when that fall rolled around, uh, there wasn't any pumpkin beer. Everybody was terrified to brew it. Nobody would make it. And there really weren't any available. Um, uh, I, Mad Tree might have done a small run of cans in 2017 of pump can because they had extra cans laying around. But they made it pretty clear that uh, we're making this and we're done. We know now that they weren't done. It just had to to wait a few years for it to come back. But uh, at that point in their head, I think that they were definitely done with it. They wanted nothing to do with pumpkin beer because we all let them down by letting it sit on shelves. I'm not advocating that pumpkin beer is the only thing you should be drinking in the fall, though. I'm not advocating that you shouldn't drink it either, but I, I think that there are bigger things that we can kind of uh, stretch our legs in when it comes to to, to fall beer. I, mean, you, I talked about it earlier. I love Oktoberfest beer. Um, I drink a ton of Oktoberfest beer in the, in the fall. That, that's an understatement. I drink a, a ton of Oktoberfest beer. Um, what, what makes a good fall beer though? I mean, pumpkins, easy pumpkins, scream fall pumpkin pie spice screams fall. Um, but what is it though? So when I really kind of started, you know, writing notes and trying to figure this out in my head, um, I came up with a couple criteria for me. Uh, the biggest one being that it's got to be pretty bold in flavor. Not not doesn't have to be huge, but it's got to be bold enough to stand up to to the fall, to the to the cold, to campfires. Um, I need something that's that's got some, a little bit of roast to it, maybe, or some kind of bold flavor. Uh, we spend a lot of time sitting by a fire pit this time of year. Uh, usually, I've got a cigar in my hand. 
we're making s'mores. <laughs> you're eating all of these. We're eating smoked meat. Uh, Halloween, you're eating a ton of candy. You're eating, uh, like I said, s'mores. All of those things need a beer that can stand up to it and push back against their boldness of of their character. So you need you need you need a beer that that, that can do that. Um, there's lots of other options that do fit that bill though. I mean, uh, porters and stouts, those, those are pretty easy. I even like a, like a Flanders red works really well this time of year, especially sitting around a fire pit and, um, it's great. But when you're trying to figure out what makes it the best, that, that personal opinion of what, what just screams fall to you, there's, there's definitely a couple for me. Uh, Mertzen, Oktoberfest, Fest Beer, they have to go right up there in line with pumpkin beer for me. But if you start going down to those those next levels, a dark lager, uh, Schwarz Beer, I mean, come on. It's easy drinking. It still has those roasty flavors. It stands up to the fall, but still is crisp and easy drinking. Um, you know, if you're sitting outside in the fall and it's like during the day, sun's out it gets a little bit warm you know you got to take the uh, the hoodie off because you start sweating um don't pass up a good west coast ipa especially if you want to you know, something more fall like uh, pick one with some big piney hops in it you know that's okay it's definitely not traditionally what you would think of as a fall beer though a brown ale uh i mean those those big hearty kind of flavors just remind me of uh, of the fall, of changing leaves, of changing seasons, of um, of earth, of outdoors. It's, there's so many different aspects that just that make it uh, make it scream fall to me. And it is one of my favorite times of year to drink beer. Uh, one of my favorite times of year to share beer with other people, sitting around a fire pit and just you know, opening up a cooler and tossing somebody something that they haven't had before. That is a, that is a rare pleasure in life. <laughs> and, uh, and the fall just makes it work, uh, so much better to me. It just, it tastes better. It feels better. It's, uh, it's my favorite time of year to drink beer. I think. No. Yeah. No. Summer's pretty good too. I think I like drinking beer all year round, but <laughs> I really do enjoy it in the fall. This is what happens when you try to do this alone. You end up in arguments with yourself about if the fall is better or if uh, if winter is better for for drinking beers or if summer is better. The winter's pretty good too. Sitting sitting by a fireplace with a with a big beer. Um, yeah, what I've realized is I kind of like every season and <laughs> drinking beer in every season, but I do drink very seasonally uh, within those. I drink very different types of beers uh, much more in the summer than I do in, in the winter. And same goes for spring and fall, but um, that's all I got for you guys. I just went, I just wanted to talk a little bit about fall beer and kind of give you my thoughts on it and uh, what, what makes good fall beer because we are, we are right there. And uh, I hope that as these cool evenings are happening, you're lighting up a fire pit, sitting outside with a friend uh, or a bunch of friends and, uh, and passing around some good beers and, and letting, letting those beers make the event. 
because <laughs> I think they do. Oh, we'll be back next week with a normal show. I promise. Um, we've got a, we've got Mad Tree on the show, and it's been a little while since I've sat down with those guys, and I'm really excited to talk about who they are today. So uh, um, stick around for that one. If you don't subscribe already, subscribe. It's really easy. You just, whatever app you're using, uh, go to the show, click on the name of the show, and then hit something that says subscribe or follow. I think that's what we're supposed to say now, according to Apple, is you follow the show. You don't subscribe. I don't know. I'm bad at all this uh, podcast stuff. Thank you, guys. We will... uh, we will be back with that next week. <laughs> if you uh, if you want to support this show or any of the shows that I do, any of the things that I do, just go to thegnarlygnome.com slash support and you can uh, you can become a patron that way and it helps a lot. Uh, or buy some swag on the website, thegnarlygnome.com. Uh, just do something. Share the show with a friend. That's the easy and free way. Share it. Tell them about it. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> <laughs>